Mr. Dill, y'all, you already know what it is. It's the last dance, unfortunately. Last show of the Streetball Saga. And we're here together to take this one out on the right track, right? Sir. Well, introductions are in order. You already know what it is. My name is Dom. My name is Isaac. And this is Streetball, the last dance, all right? Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the Balls Life Podcast Network channel, turn on your notifications and ring that bell. Now, we're gonna talk about our favorite subjects like we always do, uh, NBA, uh, NBA Elite Feet for the last time. We also got some good college and high school snippets as well. And at the end, of course, we're gonna say our final words on the show, all right? Yes, sir. You ready? Yeah, man, you got me feeling like MJ right now. <laughs> It's been a good run, man. It's a great been a, run. Wow. It's been a really good run, Legendary. man. A year, a year and a half has changed. It's been a really good one. We've really enjoyed doing the show. So let's do it for the last time and give it all, give it all we got. All right. Sir. Ready? All right. So NBA, first and foremost. All right. We have to give flowers where they are due. The Detroit flowers. Pistons. They yeah. ain't getting flowers for that bullshit. The Detroit Pistons, after a 28-game losing streak, which was tied for the longest losing streak in American professional sports, NBA, NFL, um, NHL, and MLB, the longest losing streak tied. But before they could break the record and be the sole sole owner of that, they beat the Raptors in a really thrilling game on Friday night. Uh, Cade Cunningham at 30 to lead the Raps and, oh, to lead the Pistons, I'm sorry. Um, And this was an emotional moment for a young team. all these guys, man, they're, they're former lottery picks, have been on good teams, and to be a part of this is probably not something that they're used to. Uh, so coming to the end of this, it was really um, emotional for everybody, including Coach Monty Williams, who self-admittedly um, in the post-game presser said he almost was in tears finally getting to this spot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. How, how are you emotional about your first win, 28 losses? Like. Yo, we we get personal on the show. So you remember a few weeks ago where we was at after the uh, after the San Diego tournament? Where was we at? Oh, we was at Hooters. We was at Hooters with our good friend IP Palomar JC head coach, who's who admittedly has been on a winning team his entire life, and his team was in the midst of a seven game losing streak, and IP was over there staring in the distance like his life was over. Imagine doing that times four, twenty eight. Getting blasted is, most of the games. 28 is nuts. I don't know how you do that. Like, how do you let that happen? I, I don't It's terrible. You know, the night before this game, they played this, the uh, Boston Celtics. Almost and beat the Celtics. Took them to overtime. We knew that this streak was coming to an end. It was perfect timing with the Raptors also coming off of first ba- game of the back-to-back the night before against the Celtics. And they just, they were their legs were tired, all of that. And this was a perfect storm for the Pistons. They also almost won and lost an overtime game last night versus the Jazz. So it feels like they have some renewed energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy for this team. But my question for you is right now, they have three wins. Thank you. Um, they have three wins right now. They're three and 20, three and 30, I think. Mm-hmm. How many wins do you think this team will end up with on the season? Man, I don't think they could. They might go on another losing streak, honestly. I don't think they're that good. I mean, when Cade got drafted number one, I thought Evan should have been number one. But you know me, that's me being a little biased. Evan actually went number three. I know, yeah. 
I mean, Jalen Green wouldn't have helped that team. I don't think so. I think the Pistons are bad, bro. They need help. I think that this team is going to get some breaks because as we go along through the season, they're going to play some teams who have not much to play for. You know, yeah. like just say they play the Celtics again and the Celts don't need to play their guys. I really think this team can get to 15 wins, but that's being very generous. I think I think it's going to be between 10 and 15. With rough. the inexperience on this team, I don't think the roster is great. Like as far as composition, they have a lot of like younger guards with Killian Hayes and um and Jaden Ivey. Cade um, Cunningham can score, but he's still inexperienced mm-hmm. in a way. Um, they do have veterans like Monte Morris and Bog- and Bogdanovich, um, yeah. but it's not looking very good to be honest. If you're if you're the Raptors, how do you feel after that loss? Well. You know how they felt because the next day they initiated that trade, oh. which is our next topic on the docket. Okay. The, right after the game, probably at seven in the morning, I wake up and I see the breaking news. The Raptors trade OG Ananobi, Malachi Flynn, and Precious Achua to the New York Knicks for in exchange for RJ Barrett. I like RJ The Barrett. son of Toronto. I and, like RJ Barrett a lot. And, and Emmanuel Quickly. Um, almost a six man of the year last year. It sounds to me like the, the the Raptors won that trade. Well, it depends on how you look at it because the the Knicks have been very they've been, terrible. They've been lacking from a wing standpoint. OJ Anobi is widely regarded as one of the best two way wings in the league. Can guard multiple positions. Can hit open shots. Athletic. All those things. Oh, you want to come in here? Come on. Lighting. You need a lighting? All right. You could have joined in if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Last last day of the show, people want to interrupt. It's all good. But <laughs> I feel like this trade is as even as it gets. I mean, you get what you want in the Knicks. Now, we, we need time to see how it shapes out. But right. then you also get R.J. Baird, whose father played for the Toronto Raptors, lifelong Raptors fan always is speaking dearly of the Raptors franchise and he's home and able to put on for his city. I feel like the NBA does that a lot. They, they pick up players and put them in their cities. The, the players that earn it, that are good in the NBA. Why do you think that, do you think that's strategic? They do that on purpose because they want them comfortable in their own city or like what it. I don't think it's strategic. I just think it's at a certain point when, when you have some type of notoriety in any place that you want, like, you know, you, you work at a job and you're very valuable to the job and maybe you can do your work from home and you want to be with, home with your kids. Since you're so valuable, they're going to try to do everything that they can to right. to accommodate you. Okay. Like Kawhi getting traded to the Lakers, Harden getting traded to the Lakers. Um, but you name some dogs, though. That's what I'm saying. Is R.J. Barrett that? Well, R.J. Barrett is in a franchise that hasn't won a championship since 1977. Yeah. You know what I mean? and has been like you know he could always be better obviously but has lived up to everything as a former lottery pick besides being an all-star he's been he's been he's been a consistent starter in the league averaging 20 points a game alongside julius Randle and jalen brunson he's done his due yeah you know and also they had they had the trade asset that they wanted that they thought they would make their team better and og and ob so i feel like this this trade is a winner on both sides. Who wins the most? I would say only time will tell because yeah. 
the Raptors are still trying to um, shop Pascal Siakam. It sounds like they're trying to rebuild. Mm-hmm. But getting Emmanuel quickly as well is such a great pick It's tough. Yeah. Because you got Scotty Barnes, who is scoring a lot better than we anticipated. And like, a defensive dog. Yes. He's he's like a he's a Swiss Army knife, but with a with a with a ratchet and he's athletic. He can guard everybody. Like they didn't necessarily need OG and Anobi up there anymore, mm-hmm. given the emergence of Scotty Barnes. So I feel like everybody wins in the straight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The Raptors are still kind of boo boo though, but and the Knicks. I think the Knicks are still boo boo, but they're seventh in the East right now. Uh, they won the other night, their first game with OG. Um, they get another underrated guard in Malachi Flynn and uh, a really athletic, you know, tweener in Preston Chua. So. Yeah. Especially with the loss of Mitchell Robinson, so they they need they need to shore up their perimeter defense. Given that they don't have, see, they both got dubbed after the trade. Um, D always with the assist, thank you. Um, but I feel like they both got stump. They they shored up their perimeter defense because they're going to need it because yeah. they have Hardenstein who rebounds, but he's not great with the defense. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe they even pick up another uh, big. Uh, big shot blocker and free agency or something like that, or use those guys they traded for besides Ananobi mm-hmm. to get some more assets. So we'll see. Man. NBA is crazy, dog. All right, man. Um, well, we move on to our favorite subject, the thing oh. we talked about almost every week, my Los Angeles Lakers, who are absolutely in the shitter right, right now. now. <laughs> shitter. Hey, it's just an up and down. Just you and the Lakers is like the just a bad relationship. And it, just, it, it seems like ever since we won the in-season tournament, we just been on out to lunch. And no one's more out to lunch than head coach Darvin Ham, who has been just criticized for his his uh, starting lineups and also just the way that he's been playing this team. Um, it seems that there's a growing disconnect between Darvin Ham and the Lakers locker room right now because of the rotations and adjustments. Now, Darvin keeps going back to the fact that we've had inconvenient injuries. We still haven't really seen Gabe Vincent. Um, uh, Rui, uh, D'Lo, um, you want to talk about Torian Prince has been hurt, Cam Reddish, uh, LeBron and AD, of course. They've been sitting out there uh, every once in a while. Every once in a while. What happened to that rule, man? I thought You can sit out one of the superstars. You just can't sit out both. Uh, okay. Um, but... All in all, the Lakers have lost eight of the last ten and are now sitting one game under five hundred. Be like the Pistons out of the playoff picture, um, and I think the disconnect comes from the confidence in the team in their current state. Darvin Ham says that we've we've missed a lot of key guys, so that's why we're losing. And Austin Reeves came out the other day and says, "Yeah, we missed some key guys. However, we still have enough to win these games." No, for sure. That's like, what's the issue? I think it's the rotations. The rotations were kind of an issue last year in the middle of the season, but <laughs> see, there, there it is. There it is. The, the, the infamous meme. Yeah. See, like Dar- Darvin has been perplexing. I, I'm, a, I'm in a group chat with diehard Kobe and Laker fans. Been perplexing us as, as a fan base with his rotations and some of his decisions. Quite frankly. Like, we made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals last year, so a lot was forgotten, but it's the same thing as last year, to be honest. This time of the year, we were around the same, hovering around 500, 
And at some point, we just turned it on. The emergence of Austin Reeves, um, just the consistency, like AD, AD actually being able to play in a long string of games. So LeBron uh, and Rui Hachimura trade helped a lot. Getting Russell Westbrook out of there helped a lot. Getting D'Lo. But given the assets we have right now, it doesn't look like there's going to be a miracle in sight. We have to take what we have and use it and use it properly. And Darvin's not doing that right now. You know who the Lakers need? Oh, Mike Brown. Hey, man. Love Mike Brown. He would, have, he would have them turned up right now. I love him. I love Mike Brown. I also love Frank Vogel. We shouldn't have fired him when we did. But Darvin's under contract. Let's see what we can do with it. I just hope that he figures this out. Hey, he's not as bad as the Pistons, man. Coach got a, the biggest contract in history over there going defeated. But they also don't got LeBron. They don't got AD. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. You're right. They don't got AR-15. Yeah. They don't have D-Lo, who's been inconsistent, but is still is still playing at an all-star caliber level. Rui's, Rui's so underrated, I feel like. You just got to stay healthy. And Gabe Vincent comes back. He's going to bring a lot. Of, you know he's hungry until he's ready yeah, for this moment. He's going to be bringing a lot of value to this roster. So I'm really excited to see him on the court. And, yeah, man, LeBron LeBron didn't address the media the other night. It seemed like he's really frustrated and trying to send a message. Um, the problem is the problem is we have no leverage at this point. We've given up all of our assets. We, we have a championship because of it. But I feel like this is also the aftermath of that. Like, we, we got LeBron and we trade away uh, B.I. We trade away Lonzo. We trade away – we let go of Julius Randle. We, let, we traded Larry Nance. And we trade away a slew of draft picks in our last few trades. We have nothing, no leg to stand on. Yeah, it's rough, man. <laughs> Light show's rough. Hey, uh, let's take a look at uh, uh, our guy Jaime Hawkins last night, putting LeBron in the blender, bro. Uh, uh. This is this sums up what's going on right now. Jaime's nice, bro. Don't get it twisted. No, he's nice, but he's a rook, and. It's new dogs in town, man. Shout out to UCLA. We was at that game last night, man. I wanted to take a nap in the middle of the game. Let's not talk about UCLA, please. <laughs> Snooze face. So bad. Yo, but shout out to Jaime, but the Lakers need to get it together, plain and simple, man. No, um, absolutely. It's bad. I mean, what's I'm, going on, man? Uh, UCLA, Lakers, Clippers were clipping. Hey, the Rams made the playoffs. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Okay, okay. We, and we signed Otani with the Dodgers, so hey, can't be mad about that, man. Yeah, LA always. Um, but I guess on the flip side, we have some good news in LA regarding the NBA All Star voting. First returns came in yesterday, actually today, um, as we were putting we together the, the running show. Giannis and Brian, usual suspects, leading the league in all votes. Um, and there's a slew of other guys that are in the top 10. Some are very surprising to me, um, but some not so much. Uh, we got Tyrese Halliburton leading the East Guards in votes. Now, mm -hmm. that's not surprising to me. No, he's killing. He doing might, some unbelievable. He might be the best guard in the NBA right now. And then we got uh, LeBron leading the front court in the, in the West, Giannis leading the front court in the East. We got Luka leading in the West for guards. I don't know if he's a guard or a wing. Like he's he does it all, man. I feel like he's more like LeBron though. You know, I think he should be a front court guy, but <clears throat> you could put LeBron or Luca in either category. Um damn. Yeah. No D book. 
It's kind of crazy. There are some surprises on this list, I will say. Um, I mean, I highlighted a few. Um, Clay Thompson's on there? This this goes to show you that this is this is why they implemented – they don't make the starters 100% fan vote anymore because of this. You got Austin Reeves, who I love, at overbook being number 10. John Morant has only played six games, and he's seventh. Anthony Edwards, who has been who is the best player on the best team in the West, only on sixth in the guard votes. And I guess the surprise that I think is on here the most for me is Derek White and Drew Holiday in the top oh, ten. Oh, for East. sure, that's crazy. Hey, I'm I'm excited for Austin Reeves though. That's kind of dope that he's on there. And why is Kyle Kuzma on there? Where? No, he's number nine. No. Where? <laughs> the, hey, you, you got to stop. Hey, the the one name that I saw in Ooh, here. Man. What? What? P five man. I know, bro. Like, um, I guess the one surprise that was almost surprised to me, and I realized that it wasn't that guy. I saw Mikael Bridges, and I thought it said Miles Bridges, and I was like, Miles Bridges after all the stuff he went through. Is, is it getting the top 10 in votes in the All-Star game? So crazy. It's over for us. But, so crazy. It's bad. <laughs> but bad news, bro. On there, and then you see um, Shea Gilgis Alexander, bro. Shea Gilgis Alexander is taking the league by storm. He's got the Thunder second in the West. And um, it brings me to my next topic. I was I was on Instagram scrolling, and all three of these guys are on this list. And I saw this question, and it really made me think. I think the cut is obvious, but I think the starting bench is not so much. John Morant, Tyrese Halliburton, Shaq Gilchrist Alexander, start bench cut. Starting job. Starting job. Why? Starting job. John Morant is a freak. John Morant can do everything. He, no point guard could do what he does. His athleticism, all the other shit, can't do it. Tyrese Halliburton, I'm going to bench him. Oh, no. Nah. See, I'm not rocking with Halliburton. I'm cutting Halliburton. I hate to say I'm cutting Halliburton. Somebody really wants to get in his ass one night? We have an insane man sitting next to me. All right. Bro, I respect what he's done. I just don't. You know, I, I don't res- respect him more than the others. I respect it because you waited, like, you made it all the way through our whole show, Ryan, without showing how crazy you are. This man. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> this man is insane. Absolutely insane. Okay. Let's got John Morant, who this is why it's tough. It is tough. John Morant is John, John Morant the best guard to me. John Remember, we were talking about that when I was like, oh, Tyrese got you got you holding the torch on there. Wait till John come back. John Morant is a freak. And don't you know it. I don't like John Morant. John Morant is a freak. Don't get it twisted. But you gotta take into everything into account. Off the court issues. I hate to say it. All right. And the fact that until this season, when Steven Adams was out for the season. They had a ton of injuries. They lost Dylan Brooks. The the Memphis Grizzlies almost had a better record without Job being on the floor than him being on it. Okay. Now you go you go to Indianapolis. You take Tyrus Halliburton. He's are you are you go to his program? Are you go to you go to Thunder? You get Shea Gilgis Alexander. They have the second youngest team in the league, and they're set. They have the fourth best record in the league right now. Shea Gilgis Alexander is averaging. 30, he's had eight eight games of 40 or more this year. He's 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 like number three in scoring. 
And as a PG, he's averaging like seven or eight assists. And he's also is only has like a, a one and a half turnovers a game. Yeah, no, his, his turnover. And then and then Halliburton. We talk about Halliburton so much on this show, so much. He's he's just had another 20 assist game. How does he do that? It's just it's it's instinct, bro. It's his instinct. game is just so like it's not sexy though. And his team's not that good either. That's I don't know makes, how he's doing it. That's what makes it a thousand it. more impressive because he could go out there and score 40, but the fact that he's getting that many assists and not turning the ball over is insane. So I'm going on record saying I'm cutting Ja. Ooh. And it's not easy, but I'm cutting Ja. Okay, say that. Um, and I think that I'm going to go to start Tyrese and I'm going to bench Shea Gilgis. And I'm not saying that lightly. I know that... <laughs> Like, I wish I had three teams to start so I can just give them their own team, but I don't. You know what I mean? And Jai's going to go somewhere, and one day he's going to kill me. He's going to kill my team one night. Um, we're not crazy, man. I don't, I think I think in this um, I think in this case you can go 1A or 1B because Shea does have the better team. Shea has a way better team. He has Chet Holmgren. He has uh, Jalen Williams. He has uh, um, Lou Gans Dort. He has uh, a ton of a ton of like guys under him who are young, but they're very like that team. Sam Presti has put that team together very nicely, so uh, I think he I think he benefits from that for sure. But I don't think you can go wrong with picking either one of them. Hard question. Yeah, I'm going Jaw all day though. I don't care what he does. He can pull out a gun all over again. He's better than all them dudes. <laughs> he can pull out the pistol again. <laughs> <laughs> Live. All right, man. All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on to. Um, we're skipping trivia today. You know, please skipping trivia. We didn't. I don't want to embarrass Isaac on Thank the last you. show. The last run. Don't do me. So we're doing our final segment of NBA League feet, and Isaac has curated five pairs of kicks that are gonna blow your socks off. Right? Yeah. You ready? Drop some heat in here, man. The first pair of shoes I put in here are the. Um, one second. Oh, the volume eight. It wouldn't be a streetball show if we didn't highlight some hardens. So Come on it. now. These hardens right here. The ASU, ASU. hardens. These are right. Arizona State, Arizona's finest. James Harden, man. I love these. I love the colorway. They're meaningful. They have meaning behind them. Sick. Bruh, you got the maroon and you got the gold. The whole Sun Devils team is going to be rocking them during the season. You know how crazy that's going to look with the uniforms. I've been reading. I've been reading about the 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 whole marketing scheme and the direction of Adidas basketball. They want to go more um, minimal minimalist. So the you know the 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 solid upper mm-hmm. that that's always the same color. Minimal minimal but poppy because you see there's always contrast between the upper. And, yeah. and the lock, which is which is the the gold right there. I really yeah. the these starker. shoes like they did it again. Harden has almost never missed on his signature shoes. No, he doesn't miss. I love his signature shoes, bro. There's oh. probably like one that I didn't like, but besides that, they've all been hard. So Harden, keep doing what you're doing, and I hope you can continue to improve on the court. Cool, absolutely. All right, next we got the I didn't like these. You like them? The Jason Tatum twos. Um, these right here, I kind of like the the cream, the white. Creamish color. Um, 
I, I think these are nice. These are solid. I just like the first ones better, honestly. They're not. They're not like these are. These are strictly performance shoes. These are not for fashion. But I like. I like how creative they got. I don't even know what to call these. Man, like the pedal. It looks part. like the sole yeah. is on the side of the shoe. Yeah, I don't know what to call that, but it's really cool. And then you got the contrast with the gray, you know, the solid, and then you got the lime green inner of the shoe with the orange uh, um, logo on the tongue with the black. Good contrast on this. I really like these. They look like they're really good for performance, um, but he's not going for style points here. This is a performance shoe for sure. He's trying to hoop. Yep. He's a different type of guy. I was yeah. I was watching uh, Gil's podcast. He said, not many dudes got the waves in the lineup. The low hey. cut and get buckets. He was like, if you got that, you're soft. You're not it. The only dude that has that is Jason Tatum in the L. Team Light Skin, man. Team Light Skin. <laughs> oh, we got Team Light Skin. Right. All right. Throw it up so you can see it. Yep. Man, these next ones I put on here, uh, I didn't like them. I'm kind of hurt that they're on the last show, but uh, we got the Jordan 8 yeah. 38s. Yeah, it's probably a mixer because Jordan loves to mix, uh, mix uh, models. Yeah, Brandon Ingram was rocking these. I don't know about these, man. These are why this man's foot so long. You see that? I think the shoe just built like that, and the shoe is not it. Shoe is terrible. Shoe is not it. You should have saved with three stripe. Shit, you would have been wearing them Hardens and feeling like a champion right now, bi. But it is what it is. Like he probably loves these shoes. They're they're probably comfy as hell, but I don't like these. They don't look good. I don't like them at all. Terrible. (laughs) All right, these next ones, bro, are sick. Might be the best one. Is this a finale? Yeah, it's a finale, man. The last pair. Paul George, 20, LA. 2024, we got to go with the Kobe's, baby. Last one. We've been the Black Mamba Nike Kobe 4s, man. These are sick. These are making a statement because obviously these aren't flamboyant, but they're they're symbolic. You see the uh, snake skin on the top upper right there. And then it looks like suede right there, which is these are luxury shoes. These are luxury shoes. Oh, we got one more? Yeah, we do got one more. We got one more? These are luxury shoes right here. The Kobe signature on the back. This is just showing, like, bro, Kobe's heart was dark. You know what I mean? He was coming for the kill. This coming is, a, for the this kill. is like rocking the Air Force Ones, yeah. all black on black. But he still got expensive taste. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you see, like, the little suede up there. Shine on it. Yeah, man. Right. I love these shoes. I love them. I love them. Yeah, me too. I like these a lot. All right, my bad. Yeah. Last, we got the Zions. These are the grand finales right here, bro. <clears throat> these right here. I love the colors on these. And Zion is doing it with this signature shoe. Now, you can't wear these with jeans, but I still feel like, no, nah, because they're, they're, look, you can't wear those with jeans. Hell, you better not. I saw somebody rocking, um, rocking, uh, rocking the Anthony Edwards with the flare jeans, and they actually look pretty good. For real? Yeah, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember, remember, uh, everybody was rocking the KDs, the jellies <laughs> with the jeans. Hey, right? There was nothing more nasty than when people were wearing the, the LeBron nines to the club. <laughs> but these right here, I love the colors. I don't know about the uh, the design on on the on the main. But besides that, I love the colors. Hey, and you walk in the club with these on and bag something, <laughs> your hey, mouthpiece is untouchable. You're a legend, bro. <laughs> you're a fucking legend. You're a legend. But yeah, I don't see nobody wearing this with the jeans, but oh, still not shoes. Now, last one. Which Come one's on. your favorite? You we know my favorite. Come on, we know. I don't know. It's kind of between the Kobe's and the Hardens. I'm going the Hardens, man. ASU Adidas got to do it, man. 
Got to do it, Hardens. I guess I'm going to pick the Kobe's then. Okay, you can do that. It's 1A and 1B, man. It is 1A and 1B. Hey, but still, we made it all the way to the end of the run without finding a shoe worse than the Jamal Murray Buddy Lee's. Has to be hands down the worst. The worst. I don't think you can find a pair that. How did those even come about? I don't know, bro. The Buddy Lee's Those who live in infamy on the streetball show. And um, I'm glad that, that Jamal stepped up his shoe game since then. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> didn't even look real all right y'all we're, we're about to get to the tell and make sure you guys like subscribe to the balls like uh, podcast network channel turn your notifications and ring that bell now we're gonna hit a few before we get to the end with our street ball clip of the week we got college man we got to give up big ups to Bronny. Bronny had a slow start to his college career after suffering a cardiac arrest but the last two games he's come alive in spite of usc struggles scoring 15 points at oregon state and scoring 10 points last night in a win versus Cal. Now, I know Bronny's good at defense. He's going yeah. he's, he's to affect the game on defense, but he's starting to find his comfort zone on the offensive end when USC needs, needs it the most. Um, now, at, at some point, Bronny was uh, ranked as high as 10th on the draft boards mm-hmm. as a lotto pick. Do you think, in spite of his cardiac arrest, if he continues to play this way and USC sees some team success, he could regain his uh, – his foothold on the draft on the draft boards. Absolutely. He's LeBron's son and he's like pretty good. <laughs> he's he's gonna be good regardless. I want to see him play with LeBron, man. I think that would be that's legendary. I gotta see it. He looks like LeBron. He plays like LeBron. He Baby walks LeBron. like LeBron, but he's six foot two. Yeah. So not as big as LeBron, but look at look at the way he runs and all that stuff. This uh uh that's his daddy's son. Um and I think that LeBron is going to strong arm this no matter what, especially if he ends up having a good conference and somehow they make their way into the NCAA tournament and he can show off his skills there. Um, But I'm just happy to see him on the floor and playing, bro, because that cardiac arrest was probably really scary. You never know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. You know? I mean, hey, but I'll tell you you one thing. If Bronny and LeBron are playing together, I might – be the biggest money the NBA has ever made in nah, a season. No question, man. It is it's um I, I hope that it's with the Lakers with the way it's looking right now. Like it would be really cool if it was the Cavs. But the Cavs would be nuts. Especially the way they're going. They're just they're not up to snuff and there's a chance they could blow blow up that team because they they got a lot of good guys on the team and they're not they're not they're not performing. So we'll see. But really happy for Bronny. I hope you continue the success and you keep going and I'm, and I and for your sake I hope USC does better too. Yeah. I'm gonna go watch them. Aren't you going to? On Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, one one o'clock or three o'clock. Play Stanford, Stoyakovich. Can bro. Damn. Dion's got a Dion Dion running. Yeah, yeah. Luncheon for his birthday. Ah, okay, I promise him I'll okay. go. But I'm gonna be in LA though. I'm gonna okay, be down the street. Don't want that thizzle. I'm gonna be on the rooftop bar. He said dress to impress. Okay. You know, okay. I'm coming. I'm coming through, D. Coming through. All right. Now we move on to the high school ranks. SoCal. Um, SoCal's have some of the best young stars in the country. Some who are for, are former NBA players' kids, and we have a matchup to the most prolific scores, not only in SoCal but the nation, coming up this Saturday at the Real Run Classic at Linwood High School. Elijah Arenas Ready. and J2 Jason Crow Jr. face off in a class of 2026 battle of some of the best players in the country. Now, 
the best part about this one is that J2 and Elijah took the SoCal scene by storm last year um, on their own respective teams, averaging at least 30 points a game. J2 made it all the way to the state title and averaged 35 points a game. And Elijah averaged um, Elijah averaged 30 plus as well. Um, two major bucket getters. The, the two this year are averaging uh, just shy of 35 points each, and they'll be uh, facing off on Saturday in a big matchup where Elijah has a chance of becoming the all-time leading scorer at Chatsworth High School in just his 17th game as a sophomore. That's nuts. Yes. He only needs 17 points to pass the, the landmark. Now, first off, man, let's just give big ups to both of these guys in their own right. Uh, J2's father also had a stand in the NBA. So these are two former NBA players. Obviously, Elijah, son of NBA. Um, are we uh, classifying Gilbert as a legend? He yeah, a legend yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely a legend. And def definitely a legend for his stuff on and off the court, especially after his career. Uh, has a big uh, uh, media career at this point. But his father was a dog. Uh, Jason Crow's dad was a really good player as well in his own right. And these two are just following in their father's footsteps. And I'm really excited for this game, bro. I'm not missing this for the world. No, I'm I'm locked in. I'm recording this one. This is going to be nuts. Great highlights. I want to see both of them go for 80 if they can. What's your prediction for the game? I think it's going to be a good-ass game. I don't think it's a, a, a clear – I mean, I don't think it's – nobody's just – Gonna run with a dub. I think it's go down to the water. What do you think? First off, I just want to say how impressive it is that Elijah upped his assist totals this year. He averaged a little bit over one last year, and now he's averaging almost five with his supporting cast. You and I have seen his his games. Mm -hmm. J two has a better supporting cast. <laughs> his supporting J cast. J two. <laughs> you said you and I know. We've seen this game. It's a supporting cast. What are you trying to say? J2 has a better supporting cast. I think that's the difference in this game. Yeah, chance is nice. They're going to go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. I don't know if they're going to guard each other, but they're going to go toe-to-toe, -to -toe and supporting cast is going to make a difference. It's also at Linwood. So I predict they both score 30-plus, but I think Linwood comes out with the victory. Yeah, we'll see, man. I think it's going to be a war, though, because Elijah got that big boy, that big man. And Elijah's going to break the Chatsworth um, scoring scoring record as well. How much does he need to break it? 17. 17. So he'll do it somewhere in the second quarter. We'll see. But I'm really excited for this game. Make sure you guys pull up. It's at what's that? It's at 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. Saturday at Linwood, Linwood High School in uh, Linwood, California, for people that don't know the L.A. area. Pull up. Get your popcorn ready. It's going to be a really good one, all right? Yeah. Absolutely. Got to be there. Can't miss it. All right, last one, man. Our last Streetball Clip of the Week segment. And then we're going to say our goodbyes. Now, you want to go first? You want to do that? Yeah, honors? I'll go first. This is my Streetball Clip of the Week, man. This is pretty nuts. Um, we love John Morant. Tyrese Halliburton. They're not doing that. The mother two guards are not doing that. John Morant just... I don't know how he took off like that in the dunk zone. Look how quickly with the quick crossover, little bulldog move there. Um, John Moran is a freak athlete, and we haven't seen people get the best of Wimby. Wimby actually blocked his shot pretty bad before this play, and had 
that's a crazy dunk right there, man. I don't know how he got that off on a seven foot six guy. That's what I love about job. People post his misses because they're so crazy. He keeps coming. Yeah. He keeps trying to dunk on you. He keeps trying to get over on your head and do what he has to do. And I respect the hell out of job for that. From one prolific athlete to another, we go to the college game in the women's ranks. Kaylin Clark is just a dog, all right? And she shows a message in another game. Being buzzer beater against Michigan State to cap off a 40-point game and lift her team to 13-1. She's only a few points away from passing Brittany Grind on the all-time scoring list, and she's on pace to just absolutely kill Kelsey Plum's all-time instead of scoring record. Um, and she just became the all-time assist leader in Big Ten history. And she's averaging 35 points. No, 30 points. Uh, 31 points now. Seven and a half assists, seven and a half rebounds a game. Almost a triple-double machine. She's um, nuts. She's gonna. She's almost a surefire number one overall pick next year in the WNBA draft, seeing that the Indiana Fever have the draft pick and they want to bring somebody that's from the area, um, the the Midwest. Yeah. So – we're just we're just counting down the days to see her be the number one pick. So big ups to Kaylin Clark, and we hope you have a great season. We yeah. saw her. We saw her on Christmas Day. She had her own commercial. So yeah, that was pretty dope to see. She's sick, bro. She's doing it. She's big doing, time. She's putting down for the Midwest. So shout out to you. All right, taking her or Juju. Right now, her. Yeah, she's too nasty. But overall, Juju's gonna be like Maya Moore, maybe better. Damn. Bro, you should see how those those girls are bouncing off her when she gets in the lane. Like she's already stronger than everybody. Not to mention her 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 dribble, Jimmy is crazy. Her Jimmy is nasty. Handle bro. nuts to the cup, could do everything. She's the chosen one, bro. Yeah. We might as well call her Jesus Shuttlesworth, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. For real. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, bro. It's crazy. But yeah. We have a few minutes left before we say our final goodbyes and pull the plug. Now, um, do you have any parting words for the audience? I do. I, I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I learned a lot of new trivia questions and, <laughs> and new things throughout this whole, you know, show run. But yeah, you know, I appreciate it. D, I love you, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate Ball's life. Since birth, we've been with Ball's life. But yeah, that's all she wrote. I'm a little more long-winded than Isaac, so give me my time. You know what? This I'm, I'm going to expound on what he said. We have had a long-standing relationship with Ball's life. Um, been knowing Matt and Otic since, shoot, I was in ninth grade in high school. Been seeing them come to all of our events and was a part of the first Ball's Life All-American game. Isaac was there as well. I was the ball boy. Yeah, you're the ball boy. And to have the chance to be a part of something from Ball's Life, uh, you know, we've, we've run the Balls Life Amer All-American Camp as well. But to be able to do this and represent the Balls Life brand in the way that we have, it's been nothing short of an honor. We really appreciate it. Um, and to do it with Isaac, who I consider my brother, known him since for, shoot, man, half my life now. Right. More than half my life. And we've been rolling together. And to do this together, it was just a match made in heaven. We learned a lot here Uh as far as media, doing things that way. And we, we have a lot of things that we want to improve on in our own endeavors. But, you know, we really appreciate everyone who allowed us to have this opportunity. And special shout out to Daniel, our our uh, producer, who's always here. He puts up with us, whether we have, we have our running show together the night before or two hours before the show is actually about to run. 
been very flexible with us. You know, if we have something going on on Thursday, pre-recording or changing the time of the uh, show and just being really good with us, man, because um, we couldn't do this without him, to be honest. We we honestly have a lot of stuff going on in our world. We Isaac just started at OGP full time. So that's why we're in studio together. But we have we've learned a lot from this experience and we really appreciate the opportunity and we appreciate everybody who's tuned in on a consistent basis. So thank you everyone for supporting the show from caffeine to YouTube. Um, this has been a really fun experience. Um, uh, if you guys want to still follow us, uh, make sure you guys follow at Streetball Pod for our joint page. And my personal, um, at Neek Dunning, N-I-Q-U-E-D-U-N-N-I-N-G on all socials. So if you guys want to tap in and follow the journey, man, we're still doing a lot of basketball. So you guys need to stay tuned. Count the magic, man. Magic boys. <laughs> OGP, so you see me? See me over here. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. You wanna you wanna plug your socials? Yeah, follow me guys at Isaac Udoyama, I-S-A-A-C-U-D-O-E-M-A. Yeah, Hit really, that button, man. We really appreciate it. But with that being said, we got a few more minutes, but I think it's better to leave everything else unsaid. We said enough. We really appreciate everyone tuning in. And I appreciate you for the last time. You already know what it is. My name is Don. My name is Isaac. And this is Streetball. We out. Get in the